Lunchtime Live on News Talk. Thanks to Video Doc. See a GP online anytime for prescriptions and sick notes. Download the Video Doc app. Videodoc.ie. This is Kira, and this is a Lunchtime Live podcast from News Talk. If you like what you hear, don't forget that you can subscribe via the app or on iTunes and make sure to check us out at newstalk.com forward slash lunchtime live. Thanks for listening. Obviously, for the last number of weeks, we've been talking about the nurses dispute and indeed the strikes that were uh, cancelled that were supposed to go ahead this week. But teachers and Gardaí now say that they may launch their own pay claims following the deal offered to nurses. This is despite Pascal Donoghue saying that uh, the situation with the nurses and the specific case of the nurses was bulletproof in terms of knock on effects with other public sector workers. Do you agree? Uh, but the Irish Nurses and Midwives Organisation is meeting later on to discuss the recommendations that the Labour Court made, which did see the strike action suspended. But there has been a significant feedback on our text lines here from nurses saying that they will not support this, that they want more, that they want the 12%, that they want a different set of changes rather than what's on offer currently. So there is a distinct chance nurses may return to the picket line. The deal, if it is accepted, is going to cost the government around 35 million euros next year. But what happens if there is knock-on effects? What happens if the other unions come on board with their own claims? What do you think about all of this? I'd like to know. Uh, But to discuss this, I am joined now by Solidarity TD, Ruth Coppinger. Ruth, you're very welcome to the programme. Thanks very much. Uh, Delighted to talk to you. First up, I'm sure you've read the details of what's been uh, recommended by the Labour Court. The nurses are going away to consider it. Do you think that they should accept this deal? Well, the, I mean, I haven't really the, the full details. I mean, the nurses are only getting that themselves today at a, a mass meeting that's due to take place at the Green Isle. It's, what, a, it's about a 7% pay rise. And what will happen is they'll move through the pay scales more quickly once they've done four years at the start of their career. Yeah, well, the, the, there's a few issues. Um, why did the nurses go on strike? They went on strike at the end of their tether, as everyone knows, mm-hmm. it's only the second time in a century, like grasp that, in a century that they've had a national strike. So you can only imagine it's completely anathema to a nurse to think about leaving people on a ward, yeah. etc. We all know that. Uh, they went to get pay parity and pay restoration from what was cut in the last decade mm-hmm. under the you know bank bailout stroke austerity program that hit the entire public sector and particularly hit them. And they were never very well paid in the first place relative to their skills and the stress level of the job. Yeah. Now, clearly, from talking to people in the INMO, uh, what they've got is an improvement. The question is, is it a fundamental uh, change that's going to be sufficient to stop the recruitment and retention, the, the hemorrhage of nurses out of the country? And that remains to be seen. It, it doesn't, I think the way a lot of people feel, and certainly from the point of view of socialists like myself who were actively supporting them on the picket yeah. lines and so on, is that they had the government on the ropes. They had... Uh, you know, a real crisis for the government because the support levels among the public for the nurses was tremendous. I was on the protest on Saturday in Dublin city centre. Yeah. It was about 40,000, 50,000 there. And what that was made up of, it was the INMO, it was sympathetic 
you know, ordinary working class people, everyone who uses the health system, particularly the public health system, there wasn't actually a huge uh, representation from other, you know, from the entire trade union leadership or anything like that. Yeah. So you can only imagine what it could have been mm-hmm. if, you know, it could have had been 100,000. Um, so I, I think that what we were seeing was the potential to win something really significant. I've talked to nurses, and I'm obviously not going to uh, preempt what they yeah. decide. They're more familiar with their own scales, work conditions, etc. W- one of the, the problems with what I've seen is on paper, it can look like what you have is similar to a therapist. The problem is, first of all, it's heavily reliant on an allowance, which we all know allowances, first of all, aren't always factored in by bank managers. Second of all, can be taken away quite easily. And thirdly, don't always apply to every nurse. And a lot of the nurses have queried whether it will apply, you know, to people in outpatients, in the community, yeah. midwives. So that isn't clear. Okay. And the second issue is that while there is definitely an improvement in the first few scales, um, I think you'll progress to this new scale quicker, which obviously is trying to hit at the emigrant uh, factor. There seems to be, like if you compare it to an occupational therapist who they were using as a benchmark, like an OT after three, four years is generally speaking gets immediately upgraded to a senior OT and moves on to a significantly better pay scale. That doesn't happen with nurses. Look, look I'm, I, I have no argument with you about this because mm. to be honest, I also support the nurses and I, I, yeah. and I know firsthand myself what they do and I believe that they are undervalued. But I, I, I tell you what I also believe is I believe we have to pay for these things. And I, and I think two things and, I, and I've sort of been putting out feeders and asking people what they think, even people who support the nurses and not everyone does, but I certainly would. And a lot of people are saying, ah, this is grand now. So I don't know that public support will support the nurses to the same extent, Ruth, if they well, go back see, into into dispute, I think, I, I think that's a, a one issue. But I also mm. have not heard any feedback that makes me think this isn't true. The people see the nurses as a special case. People know that nurses are on their feet for 12 hours a day. They know that they're caring for the sick, that they're, you know, they're wiping up vomit. They're cleaning up blood. They're, they're tending to the most vulnerable people. And I think people appreciate what nurses do. But I don't think the sympathy will be there for a moment to the same extent for teachers or any other set of, of workers who might say, well, I'm going to piggyback onto the nurse's claim because people know we have to pay for it. And with respect, taxpayers are working class people too because they are workers themselves whose taxes are going to foot this bill. I think the nurses very possibly in people's minds are ring fenced as a special case. This will not extend to every other worker in the country. OK, well, just on the two points about public opinion and where will the money come from? First of all, public opinion, yeah, obviously nurses are always seen as being particularly appreciated yeah. in society because we all know... It's a bloody yeah. hard job and yeah. I think they are undervalued. Yeah. Um, and they got huge levels of support yeah. for that reason. I, I think at the moment there's an, there was an impression in the last couple of days, like if you read the Irish Times, for example, that it was all resolved, they were getting what they wanted. And I think as the meeting happens today nurses will get the information, ask the questions and come out with whether or not that is actually the case. Mm-hmm. And 
I, so I, I think the public have been led to believe that they've won everything. They well, want. a lot of people have but said the government have capitulated. This is great, and or 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 the government have capitulated, yeah, and this is that. fair. They're saying this is fair for the nurses, but I'm what not sure that people is, will want to go beyond that. Yeah. Okay. Well, there was three days of strike action. So in three days, the INMO nurses, midwives, and psychiatric nurses mm-hmm. won more in three days of strike action than the entire trade union leadership was able to get in the last you know, five years. And that really shows you that collective industrial action works. I believe that the government were terrified going into the following week and they wanted at all costs to avert. Yeah, the the, the three days in a row was going to be a big deal for people. Yeah, yeah, but you're right, Kira. Like two weeks ago, we were told there was no money in the country. Suddenly, then there's a pay offer. You well, know? there's talk of productivity increases here. There's talk of, of uh, agency fees going down and some of this being well, self funding. On, on those two things, I've spoken to nurses and midwives about this. First of all, um, unfortunately, the agency thing they believe will continue because they're simply the hospitals would fall apart at the moment. If they, if, I'm if inclined to agree with that. And to be secondly, honest. The, the 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 other point that you made. Um, I mean, it, it just isn't clear what productivity is involved in this. And nurses feel, hang on a second, we did not go on strike to give more work. We actually can't physically do any more. We're broken, you know. Yeah. That's why we went on strike. And what I would say is this, this idea that there's no money there and that you only have this little pie for the health service and the public services that we need. You know, $270 million was paid to Anglo bondholders before Christmas. You know, look at what's happening with the National Children's Hospital. BAM, this company uh, that have the, the contract, have massive turnover and able to ratchet up their, their prices. Well, you fair, know, 300 people, of the it's 80 billion. Isn't just going to BAM. Let, let, let's, let's be clear. No, I know, that, but these you know, are examples of yeah. how, you know, huge money is that, like, the let, purses strings are open for, for this. What do you think will happen if, for example... Like in the real politic of the world, if the teachers go, I'll have a slice of what the nurses are getting. Let's go on strike because I think people will not support them. And I think people will Mm. start to go mad because teachers are not viewed in the same way. And I know teachers work hard and I know that teachers do a job that's super, super important. Our kids education is massively important. But at the end of the day, the public perception is short working hours, short working year. And that's what people view this as. I think you will see an enormous backlash against public sector workers if everybody has their hand out now saying, I want to be like the nurses because people saw the nurses as different. Well, first of all, obviously public support is very important. But public support is, isn't actually critical to winning a strike. So you're saying well, even if the public no, don't on. support let teachers, me, they, me, they, they might win. Well, let me explain why. If you look at the Lewis workers, there was an awful campaign whipped up against them. Oh, they're only this and they're only that. They won, you know. And the point is that how valued and need, well, how necessary you are and how much power you have isn't just about public support. 75% of secondary schools have said that they put out uh, job applications and they didn't get one solitary response. Mm-hmm. We have a retention and recruitment crisis among teachers as we well. We do, but Ruth, some of that so, is because they go to Abu Dhabi and Dubai and we simply cannot compete with the United Arab Emirates which have oil reserves in the gazillions. Do you know what I mean? We we can't compete on that kind of global scale. We don't, Kira, we're never going to have th- that money. Th- this economy has massive wealth and resources and we should not accept the government argument and establishment argument, not just the government, that there's only this so-called fiscal space 
this little pie that's there for the ordinary people to have their services. But what we are talking no, about, if we, that is we the fiscal space... We have a tax space, haven economy. Well, you're you also know? talking about... Tax havens are one thing for, for big companies and the billionaires, and we can talk about them till we're blue in the face, but they're a tiny proportion of people. Most people are PAYE workers paying yeah. their tax. And yeah. are you saying that everybody in this country should pay maybe 80 quid more a month in tax to fund... And these are, bear in mind, often low-paid private sector workers who don't have a pension, who don't have job security no, I, I, and don't, don't have that protection around them, that they should pay more money to no. fund the public sector who on average earn 40% more than the private sector who have job security and have pensions most of us could no, only dream about. I, I never say, say that, Kira. That's kind of Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil's line. The line of people on the left is okay. to point to where the wealth exists in society, which isn't in the pockets of So PAYE you're talking about workers. changing I'm, corporate tax I'm rates, t- that kind of well, thing? Well, for, for example, even if they brought in the 12.5%, mm. which they don't do now, I mean, economists vary, but the, it can rank from anything from 3 to 7%. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. So, the effective you know, tax rate is yeah, lower. I mean, we have the likes of Starbucks who paid less than a PAYE worker in, in Ireland paid in their tax. You know, we have to say that we can't have public services where people get health treatment, where kids can be schooled. As long as you have massive corporations, you know, the Googles, the Apples, the Facebooks, Starbucks, etc., paying little or no tax in this country. And that is where you have to look, as well as personal wealth. There is, there is an argument there, and I agree with you, to be honest. But here's the thing, there has to be some kind of a tipping point, because on the one hand, we, we want to see, well, I do, want to see corporations pay. But on the other hand, we want the employment that they generate. And I remember, as I'm sure do you, back in the 80s when it was the IDA and IMCO and these places trying to create work where, where no work existed. We needed enterprise. We needed corporations. We needed multinationals. We needed to get an economy that there was a bit of a spark to it and people getting real jobs that weren't makey-uppy jobs. We needed that. And where is the tipping point between making the corporations come in and give the employment to people? And I know that the workers work hard in those jobs, but we don't want to drive con- companies out of our economy either because then we go back to high levels of unemployment and then who will pay for, so for social welfare or healthcare or education? I think the issue is this, right? First of all, our corporation tax rate as compared to, say, Germany, it's half of what Germany's is. But they don't even get that. You know, that's the, that's the other point. But the second point is they don't just come. They are reliant on language, education, mm-hmm. ge- ge- geography, so on. Well, you are right. I mean, are we to continue this race to the bottom where we live in fear that if the corporation tax is, uh, you know, increased in any way to pay for vital things that human beings need in society, well, then we will lose them. There's an issue here that we can't have an industrial policy that relies on multinationals to situate themselves here. We can't, that can't be the basis. But what of else the can we rely policy. on? We don't have much by way of natural resources. What else would we be relying on? We're not a manufacturing industry. Those, those, those industries have gone abroad to, to lower uh, cost economies like China, like India. What else are we going to do, Ruth? Yeah, well, the other thing is, I'd point out to you, like Trump is in America, mm. you'll have Brexit in the UK. They will be massively reducing and have been their corporation taxes. So the idea of Ireland just relying as the the backbone of its economic policy on low uh, taxes on wealth as the basis for it, it just won't be sustainable because 
these companies were going to be cut across with that, with, okay. you know, right, I, I other know, regimes. I know you're under time pressure yourself, yeah. but just last question for you. Would you support other public sector unions like the teachers or the guards or Forza coming out on the back of this current situation that we have in the nurses dispute and saying, yes, we have a pay claim too. We want a pay increase ourselves. Are, are we looking back into that sort of, as somebody says, uh, Kira, we're back making the same mistakes again, just as we are getting on our feet. Strikes and pay demands. Did everyone protesting at the weekend realise to pay everyone more, we'll all be paying more tax? Do you do you have any concern about competitiveness and public sector pay demands? This argument Right, that we made a terrible mistake before and look what happened. The mistake that was made, you know, 10 years ago when the economy collapsed wasn't because of public sector workers. It was because of uh, banks, developers and generally speaking, yeah, the agree. private sector, right? So don't accept that erroneous argument. The, the, the point now is that we have a housing crisis, we have a rent escalation. Are we saying that workers must continue to live in, in, in poverty? I think everybody... All workers should have a pay increase. And I think the idea that... Who's going to pay all, for it, Ruth? Well, I, I pointed out some of the wealth that exists. I mean, three people in this country of 29 billion, you know? <laughs> There's lots of wealth lot of at money. the top of society, yeah, you know? And they're probably and, tax exiles. And we, anyway, look, look. Yeah, but there, there is huge potential to dramatically also increase wealth production, but also to tax what isn't being taxed right now. All right, all right. Um, look, look yeah. thank you for talking to me. That is Solidarity TD there, Ruth Coppinger. 53106, what do you think? What do you think should happen now? I, I do think from our text line, huge support for the nurses. Less so there for them if they don't accept this pay deal and certainly in terms of support for other public sector unions, nil. Now, Ruth makes the point, maybe they don't need support. Maybe they can just hold the country to ransom with strikes. Maybe that can happen. But what do you think should happen and what would you like to see happen? Let me know. Uh, somebody says, uh, on what grounds would the teacher strike here? The nursing strike is more about pay parity. Teacher's starting point is six and a half thousand more than nursing. Uh, and somebody else says, the Labour Court deal is to divide and conquer. It is an insult to nurses. And I don't know if that's from a nurse or not from a nurse. Uh, but Sharon, one of our listeners, is on the line. Sharon, what do you think about all of this? Hi, Kira. How are you? I, I'm not too bad, thanks. Um, I texted in, actually, what I texted in was that I wish the media would, you know, take a breath okay. and just let the INMO get the details out to their members. Uh-huh. Now, I am a nurse, are you? but okay. I'm not working Good. at the moment, and I'm not a member of the INMO, but okay. I was in on Saturday supporting my friends. So my point is that I think the media, now, in fairness, Kira, you're balanced. I'm trying. And we know you're supporting, <laughs> yes. But there are other people who are not on your station and, you know, other and elsewhere, sure. who are not balanced and are ratcheting up the anger. I mean, I'm a veteran, unfortunately, um, of an age where I was on the 99 strike, 98. Okay. Um, and, you know, public support will last for a certain amount of time. And then this is what happens. The media come in and all, all the other unions come in and it's all ratcheted up then. And... The details, we, none of us really know the details of what the Labour Court recommended because there's been lots of little kind of, yeah. you know, snippets put out there. But we don't really know. So Phil Hay knows. She is, you know, discussing it now today with her committee and then they will get it out to all their members. I just wish that they were giving the breathing space to do that without all the chatter about, oh, it's going to be Armageddon, oh, it's going to be this, oh, it's going to be that. We don't know because we don't know the details. And that was why I texted and said, can we just give them the chance 
Can we just wait and see what happens? I absolutely hear you and I completely get what you're saying, Sharon. And and it would be nice to have that sort of space to reflect and maybe form an opinion, let it percolate in in your brain and all that. I I totally get that. And yeah, you're right. I do support the nurses. So so I'm not again what you're saying. However, there is, and I'm looking at a wall of text here, there is an absolute fear out there among lots of workers because bear in mind there's about 300,000 public sector workers but there's one point something million non-public sector workers who are going we're the ones going to have to pay the pay rise and why we do love the nurses and we know the nurses do a job that Jesus anyone would respect we don't want to pay every public sector worker in the country more because the nurses deserved a break and, and I think that's where a lot of this is going to boil down to and again, I kind of think, as, as a veteran of, like, previous yeah. ones, if what happens is, you see, is that everybody is lumped into the same pot. And then you have the media, which are, in general, private sector. And to me now, maybe I'm, you know, I'm not great with bias and stuff. Maybe I'm totally biased. But I just feel it's always kind of slanted to be anti-public sector. Now, I'm not saying efficiency shouldn't happen in the public sector. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm not saying people shouldn't do a good day's work for their pay yeah. and all that. But I am thinking, I do think I, the media I, slants it I, towards but could it be public sector bad, is it, private sector yeah, good. But could it be? Now, there, and obviously the biggest uh, media group in the country is RTE who are a public yeah. sector. Yeah. But, but in fairness to them, they, they do try and, and be as objective as they can. So I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not knocking RTE for a second. But here's the thing. You heard me say it to Ruth. The reality of it is, is I work in 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 commercial media where yeah. people start on really low pay scales, much lower than the nurses, by the way. Now, the nurses put the, put separate the nurse because I, I, I think that they do great. But here's the thing. They start on a lower pay scale. They're freelance. They're on zero hours contracts. They don't have a pay scale that you rise through with any kind of increments. Forget about that. They've no job security. They've no pension. But their tax, those young people who have not a arse's roar of a chance of buying a house or any of those types of things they're the ones who are going to be hit to fund public sector workers, even though we know the pay differential between public and private is about 40%. The pension differential is more than that. And the security is zero in one industry, loads in the other. There's a reason why there's a slant against the public sector is because the majority of workers don't have the benefits of what public sector workers have. Yeah, and that's fair enough. And my own husband is a private yeah, sector so he, worker. You, you not, know this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, I've had this disagreement with him as well. But it's just that, look, I remember years ago, Mary Harney saying Boston or Berlin. And I'm definitely Berlin. I want to know that when I'm in my old age, I will be looked after. And I won't have to worry about having thousands to do it. So I think we have to make a decision as a country. Do we want a public sector to look after us, to keep a society, to look after people who are vulnerable, to do all that? Or do we just purely want to go bang for book? You know, that's the way it is. Yeah, I think a happy medium, because I do yeah. respect that workers have rights. I do respect that people should be in an employment situation where they can afford a roof over their head and feed their families and not be stressed out of their wits. And I think that their nurses, in fairness to them, work their backsides off. I really do. So I, yeah. I, I'm with you. But I think sometimes when you look at what one group of workers have ahead of what another group of workers have, it's very hard to keep saying, well, this group is the group because they have the strong unions who can keep banging this drum yeah. at the expense of others and say, yeah, I support that because I, I, whilst I would support the nurses, I, I'd start to crumble in my support across the board for every single person who works in the public sector. Oh, 
Oh yeah, completely. And usually, like, and you know, I, I remember again, you know, when the teachers came out after our, we went on strike in '99, that really that upset the whole apple cart. I mean, and that's what really did for us, kind of in yeah. lots of ways. Well, the teachers but, scuppered you the last time, and is it going yeah, to happen again? Exactly. See that, and that is the point. And mm. you know, there is a certain situation, but I just think. I don't know. I suppose in a, in a, an ideal world, it would never get to this. No, I there know. It would be proper reviews done. We don't, we don't live in one, though. Know. No, we don't. Look, and I suppose that's... But anyway, listen, thanks for listening. I know, and, and thank um, you for coming on, Sharon. And it's great to actually hear from a nurse about what nurses are thinking and feeling. And I think that's really important. And thank you for coming on genuinely. Someone has texted and said the Lewis drivers had zero support from the public. That's probably true. But they still got everything they demanded because they have excellent hardline union leaders. There is that. But is that a good thing, holding the public to ransom for the future? hold the many to ransom for the few I don't know I don't know I mean that to me is socialism without a social conscience and I don't really like that I think a medium ground is a good thing Robbie one of our listeners is on the line Robbie what do you reckon about all of this well I'm not a nurse <laughs> that's fair enough <laughs> well I think one of my problems I have to bring up is that Rue Coppinger and her band of people before profit and solidarity yeah. or whatever they're going to change the name to next week I mean they come up with all these you know mantras of you know, feet in the street, people power, ordinary working class people. I'm an ordinary working class mm-hmm. people. And I'm the one who's paying taxes for the likes of all this. But she never once came out and said how it's actually going to be paid. We've billionaires in the, co- in the country. I, there's there's loads of money there. You know, the, the likes of her and those hard left don't want to be anywhere near government. All they want to do is protest. They're not really TDs. They're a protest group who like to give out and tell everybody how bad things are, but never actually come up with a real kind of well, her if thing is, is raise corporate taxes, maybe try and tax wealth, although they're against property taxes, which is a wealth tax, if you, if you, you yeah, know. Well, I mean, like the corporate tax, as, as much as we've all got a problems with um, certain sections of the taxation in this country, yeah. you know, you drive all those um, multinationals out of the country, that's going to work, isn't it? Because you came up with the point is how we're going to pay all the social welfare, all those people who come unemployed. I mean, nobody wants to see the back of the multinationals, no matter what anyone says about, oh, we need not to be reliant on them. What else are we going to replace those jobs with? Exactly. And exactly. And that was a fair point that you brought up with her as well. But she never had an answer for that. The only thing was, let's let's tax them more. You know, it's all about tax, tax, tax. But they don't want to actually do anything about it. Last question for you, Robbie. If the nurses, two questions for you. If the nurses don't accept this deal and go back out on the on the picket line, would you still support them in that? And also, how do you feel about other unions like the teachers, etc., going on on strike now? Maybe too. No, I don't. I don't think the. I, I like. I, I do support the nurses. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But I don't think anybody should hold anybody to ransom in the country. I mean, the teachers had their day, and the guards had a day. If anybody who didn't really have the day is probably the the um, armed forces in the country, the army. Ah, uh, here they're they're the Cinderella. They get nothing, and they they're, they're in another special case. You know, and if anybody wants to talk about people in the in the public or civil service who need to be looked after before anybody else, it's probably them. I agree. But, yeah, with I you do actually. support the nurses, but I think they have to kind of um, come in line and. Uh, do you think give a little both sides? But um, yeah, and also, can I just say that in relation to the National Children's Hospital, I think it's the biggest bail that's ever happened in this country. Yeah. We've had quite a few of them. Yeah. And, and it should never have gone on the site where it's gone. And um, Simon Harris has a lot to answer for, and so does Leo. Well, look, thank you for coming on and talking to us, Robbie. A lot of people agree with you about the, the National Children's Hospital. Thank you for that indeed. Uh, coming up after this, Dublin is the slowest city in Europe. We are spending 20 waking days a year sitting in our cars.